Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast, because Joey Janelle always goes in this is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And whoa, whoa, whoa back All up. Right. Uh, Ann Larson, young boy Larson, Quizzlemania, second runner-up, uh, Larson. <laughs> Man, I was I, I was cheering you on. We had all I sorts of friendos it. in the chat room there, 5,000 large. I don't know if they're all friendos, but a good portion of them were in there cheering you on, trying to get you, trying to get you that moral support. And uh, and I think third place is is pretty darn good. Well, considering the situation I was going to like the last three rounds, third place, I, I, I was satisfied with that. I, I was wondering if you were digging a hole for yourself intentionally so that you can like see the, the you know, I know you're very competitive and I want to yes. see if maybe you were like, hey, I'm going to see if I can really get myself out of a giant hole. Yeah, I'm competitive, but I just like to win the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you like you want the kind you, you're competitive, but just you don't want any tension or drama. You just no, want I just, it. I just I, I want the comfort of knowing that I'm like winning the whole time. <laughs> exactly. I don't want any drama. I don't want any tension. Like it's that man. Like the the twenty questions one I uh, mentioned to you before we started is like a pure panic attack the whole time. Yeah, it's so tense. And like me, I'm I'm I kind of have a uh, you know a little bit of, of, of social anxiety just to be, begin with, mm-hmm. um, and you know I want to be on there. I want to represent going in raw well. I don't make an ass of myself. I don't want to embarrass myself and yeah. therefore our brand. So I wasn't as relaxed as I probably could have been. Yeah. That being said, uh, that segment in particular. Uh huh. Mm, oh wow. Tough. Tough. And everybody, <laughs> before you start, oh my gosh, this is just pure anxiety. <laughs> I'm like. Oh. What have I got? What have I got myself into? The one part, the one part that I completely related to, well, on any of those things was when uh, Ollie said when he was sitting there. It was right before he said Dolph Ziggler. By the way, we're talking about Quizlemania. It's the amazing wrestling quiz show that Larson uh, guested on today over at Parts Fun Known. Uh, go check it out. Go sub yeah, because I think definitely. they do this every Wednesday. Hopefully, I'll get a shot at it at some point. Arguably the highlight of my day when I drew May Young giving birth to hand. That was classic. That was amazing. 
That was good stuff. Um, so Larson was on there today. He came in third place, but I thought he had, especially in the later rounds, he had a really good showing. Um, and I got more represent- comfortable. I got more, I, you know, I, I, I calmed down. I got more comfortable. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, that, that's what we're talking about. But Ollie was sitting there, and it was in the 20 questions one. And, uh, and he's sitting there, and he says, I, I just, I literally am drawing a blank on any wrestler <laughs> he like couldn't think and that's gonna be me if i ever get on the show I, like for everything <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna show like you know i'm a pretty decent artist they're gonna like bust out a freaking thing that i'm no, i'm never even heard of <laughs> i know so i don't know man uh it was it was a blast though you should it's gonna i think it's live right it i think is, the vod right of now, it, yeah. is, it is, is still live is. so you can check it that is. out it was really good but anyways we're here to talk about all elite wrestling dynamite uh, uh, empty uh, arena except, save for they brought in some of these uh, I'm assuming Nightmare Factory kids yeah seems that way yeah uh, they were them and of course uh, a couple of the, the Rudos and Technicos there were also lining the uh, the, uh, the the behind the barriers there barricades there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a, I thought it was like probably the most entertaining first half of a dynamite since they've oh, do, really been, been doing the empty arena stuff the second half, not as much, but it was still overall a pretty fun show. Um, I think if they had found, I understand why they had kind of fattened it up a little bit with uh, some more talky pieces. Um, I get that because they shot, you know, enough uh, stuff to get them through end of May, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got to fill these episodes out with some talking head pieces. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just felt like they kind of went to the mocks Hager well a bit too much. Um, that being said, I know they're building up to the title match next week. Uh, it's obvious they really want to get an audience in for that. Um, they're really trying to develop the story of it. There was some interesting bits. One segment seemed like it probably would have been enough. Two, double dipping that much, a bit too much. Uh, but I thought apart from that, like, uh, apart from that and the weird ending of the main event, um, I thought it was all pretty fun. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, let's do this, though. Let, we'll get to that when we get to that because I kind of feel like the main event was there there it, it was it was a good match it was a good match yeah, yeah nothing really out of the ordinary it with the very with the exception of the actual last move but let's talk about what's more interesting about last night it all happened in the first half hour or in the first half of the show two things number one uh we got le champion uh for commentary oh man and so the combo good. of him and skiavone uh, was absolutely amazing. I, I was what, entertained the entire time by him. He's been calling Tony Schiavone Skiavone for 20-plus years, and I still pop every time. Don't you love that? Don't you absolutely so adore that these guys, that that Jericho, man, who would have thought, like, if, if, if you have one answer for who's like the LeBron James of wrestling, it's got to be Jericho, right? Because he does everything, mm-hmm. and he does everything so good. And... Mm-hmm. Like it, it, time and time again, he just reminds us like he was such a pivotal pickup for AEW. He brings such a confidence, and uh, he, he brings the dude fills everything. He fills legacy. He fills history. He also feels he he, he fills relevance for today. Mm-hmm. Like he's still completely and totally relevant. He could step back in the WWE and instantly be a challenger. Yeah. Um, but like all like the 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 level of comfortability he has with Tony Schiavone it's and and Tony was simply tickled the entire time. Yeah. Um. My God, it was uh, it was amazing. And I was you know he started off and yeah some of the one liners I know you're thinking of them right now some of the one liners were absolutely hilarious. It was that that fork one that got me. 
You know what they'll find on me? They might find a fork. I'll cut a bitch with a fork. I'll pull a fork and cut a bitch. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, God. And then Shivani started chuckling and yeah. said, yeah, you'll cut a bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to repeat what he said. Oh, man. I was. Oh, that was so good. Gosh, that. That killed me. That but got me. Here's the thing about Jericho that I find endlessly entertaining. The thing about Jericho still to this day, when you listen to his podcast or if you read any of his books, he is. Oh, and this is especially go. It goes to especially last week with his really silly Vanguard one segment when he's in the, 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 the jacuzzi, uh, the hot tub with his leather pants on. Yeah. He revels and loves the absurd nature of wrestling. Well, he, he understands pro wrestling at its core is a ridiculous enterprise and embraces yeah. it. Yeah. More than more than anybody else at his yeah, level. How, like counter, contrast him. That's not to say he doesn't take the craft pro wrestling seriously because it obviously does. Are you about to run down Bret Hart? Yeah. Um, <laughs> contrast that with Bret Hart who seemingly takes everything about pro wrestling series, ser- seriously and if he recognizes the ridiculous nature of it uh, disregards that or he doesn't realize that pro wrestling is inherently ridiculous. Yeah. I wonder how much their career paths had to do with that stuff, though. Because Brett, Brett's been through a lot. Even, even, yeah, even before the, the Montreal Screwjob stuff, he took everything way too seriously. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he, he just totally took it very did. seriously. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, but Jericho, he always loves talking about, like whenever he talks about some of his angles that he's run in wrestling or stuff that he's seen in wrestling, he'll always chuckle at the absurdist nature of some of this stuff. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he loved the stuff where he's trying to get Vanguard one to, to join the inner circle. And uh, this week he had a DDT pro match to yeah, basically, to yeah. that's basically what it was. That tag match. It was so DDT pro and, and he was popping for everything, he he was eating it up. It seemed like some. I wonder if this dude, if he was born twenty years later, if he would have got his start, if he would have taken the Kenny Omega route yep. and and did a really heavy DDT pro, you know, run. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. The sense of humor that Chris Jericho has is his his willingness to embrace the absurd and the ridiculous when it comes to pro wrestling. I would not be surprised. Yeah, would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him out uh, floating on a little barge in the middle of some body of water trying to have a match. Yeah, go karts an office building all those things and loving every second of it yeah yeah um i mean talk about a guy who embraces everything about wrestling he even referenced kenny omega having a match with an eight-year-old and with a blow-up doll Mm -hmm. he talked about that stuff you know the only time within the uh pro wrestling show you'll hear the word hentai (laughs) right right exactly Man, and then yeah, I I thought that was endlessly amusing. And then let's talk about the other the other big sort of oh my god moment was uh, Britt Baker and just being bathed in in the blood coming down from her nose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the visuals that we got there. And my God, like we, we've all seen this develop over the past couple months. How she's turned this I'm a dentist thing on its head. And use it. Let me ask you this, man. But f- so fast forward us. Do you think it's the right move? They, they they're really pushing Sheeta, obviously with this victory over Britt Baker, yeah, yeah, to be the 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 person who 
I don't know if she's going to take the title off of uh, at off the very of least. At Nyla the very Rose. least, she's going to challenge next. Yeah, she's going to challenge next, and maybe. But th- Britt Baker, when they get back in front of crowds, this is going to be one of those things, dude, where people love her so much she can try to be a bad guy all she wants. It ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And I can I, I can see her taking that title off Nyla Rose right now. I have no idea. I don't even know where she is in the standings. Is she like at this point? Isn't she like six in the standings or something? Um, they ran the standings during the show. Excalibur did a rundown. A sleepy sounding Excalibur. And I think at the time <laughs> she was fourth, but obviously that was before yeah. her match tonight. Who was? Do you remember who was? Oh, wasn't Fifth Rio? Yeah. Okay. It right. was Sheeta Statlander, uh, Yuka Britt, and then the Riho. Okay, all right, but I mean, look, they can, they can, they can resolve that at any time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, I thought that if any time was the right time to sort of call an audible, and I don't know, maybe it's just because it's early, and maybe because they prefer just to keep on building this thing. But man, like Brit, I don't know. That was such a great performance. It really that, was. The match was really good. That part, that bit where she had to get the glove from the ref oh, that and so that good. cost her basically the finish. That was so good. Dude. Like, was that, that had to have been improvised, right? No, I don't know. I think the nature of going to the glove, I thought that was more a reference to the ongoing. Oh, Oh, that's a good point. Virus. Okay, thing that's a, that's that a really she good is a point. medical professional. That's a really good and point. If yeah. anybody involved should take those kind of precautions, it would be her. That's why I took a reference to more so than the blood. You're probably right. But the blood, man, the blood made that though. Like in well, my head, I was like, oh, she has to do this because of the blood. And the ref is telling yeah, you, you mean, can't that, do this. That definitely enhances that. I mean, like some well-timed planned or unplanned blood really enhances the story being told. It really enhances. Oh yeah, for that sure. Interview yeah. after the fact when, uh, like what was the question she was asked? Because it was really good. But to me, that was easily, and there was some, there was some good matches tonight. That was easily match of the night. Maybe oh, it was really good. Yeah, like that's been the best match I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, so later on, she did an interview, and she was asked if she had lived up to her ranking. And Brick goes, "No, she does not a role model like I'm a role model." Says she is the dirtiest wrestler I've ever been in the ring with. She says she better be, she better be thankful she didn't touch my teeth. And then she takes a really good pause. Yeah, right. And then she goes. But even if she did, I could fix them myself because I'm a dentist. And then she walks off. And her delivery was so Perfect. good. It Perfect. was so good. I was like, man, like you can you can always chart when people take a next step. And it's yep. like, man, if you had this in front of a crowd, it, this was Dan, dude, this was a pay-per-view level match that it was we got. really good, yeah. Yeah. And even like with with AEW, when they have their pay-per-views every quarter. This could have fit perfectly on one of those pay-per-views. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's probably one of the top, uh, easily one of the top five uh, women's matches they've had in AEW. This For far. sure. And that promo was was really good stuff. They, yeah. She has managed to take that she's a dentist thing and flip it on its head so that mm-hmm. she can use it in the most entertaining manner. She's terrific. She's absolutely terrific. Like I will totally say this, but as you mentioned earlier, it would have made sense. It would have been totally believable for them to call an audible here or have Baker going to this match and beat Sheeta. I appreciate they're taking their time with it. Yeah. Because I would anticipate her taking losses while mm-hmm. doing all this. Mm-hmm. He said if this was in front of a crowd, she'd be over huge. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have a payoff in some respect. Yeah. I'm just but because of that, because she's doing so well in the mic, so well in the character stuff, and yet losing, I'm really curious to see where this is gonna go because I don't know. Yeah. She could have a breaking point, she gonna snap even more. Yeah. And that will eventually lead her to victory, or how is she going to get back to her winning ways? I mean, there's so many different avenues they can go to take to get there. 
Um, I'm really I'm invested and interested to find out how they do it. Yeah, me too. She lights up. The, it's it's so funny too because like we saw her like two matches in NXT. Was she in the Mae Young Classic? No, she wasn't. She just so. had like a couple of. She, I remember one. Oh no! She somebody said I saw on Twitter. Somebody said that she had a dark match at May Young Two at the. Oh at, okay. Yeah, at one of those tapings, and that was terrific. Um, so uh, so yeah, dude. I, I don't know, man. It, it just goes to show, like, you know, if you got the right people around you, like, you know, offering up the right suggestions. Yep. Or if they're giving you the freedom to do it yourself, whichever one it is, or if it's a combination of both. Could very well be a combination of both. Yeah. Then it's then it, you can you know it's, and it's a star also making a, thing. It, it also speaks to the opportunity that she's obviously gotten to get in front of cameras, get in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. and try things. Yeah. For and that's sure. probably something she never really had an opportunity opportunity to do on this type of scale. Yeah. At this level, you know, obviously she's wrestled uh, uh, in front of some decent crowds before, but I don't really know how much character work she really got to do. Uh, wrestling in the you know you know the various companies I'm sure she wrestled with throughout the years. Yeah, um, this might be her first real opportunity to explore. Okay, who do I want to be as Britt Baker, the character? It definitely feels that way because I think mm-hmm. I remember I, I always like you know her reputation was always hey she's a pretty good wrestler, but mm-hmm. like beyond that, like you know you don't really know much more. It's just hey this is somebody to keep an eye on, and then she had like a you know a couple matches in NXT, and it's like oh are they going to do anything with that? And then she goes to AEW. And then even then it was at first it was like, man, you know, she was probably going to, you know, we all thought that she was going to be the person who was, you know, really focused on. And then uh, and she wasn't. Then she had that first awkward like promo on the uh, on the the beach thing, the bash of the beach thing. But then after that, it was just it was off and running. And it was it was was really great. stuff. So she only started wrestling in 2015 or she made a debut in 2015. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. She actually had episode. She was uh, she was in a squash match against Nia Jax on Raw in 2016. Oh wow! My goodness. And then December 2015, she became the inaugural IWC Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in our Twitch chat, by the way, we do these things live on Twitch. Uh, T Money Belvedere said, uh, "Did it seem like they did the commentary in post? I don't ever recall actually seeing them." That's very possible. That's I there saw was, that on Twitter I don't know, too. Because it, there was that one point in the main event, I think, when Jericho was running. It's just testament to his his immense skills, where he was yelling at Spears and it sounded like he got out of his chair, and you could hear him. Because I was listening with earbuds, so mm-hmm. I, maybe if you listen to it through TV, to know this. I don't know. Uh, we could, you know, it sounds like his head was kind of away from his headset somewhat, mm-hmm. but also it sounded it sounded like the camera mics were picking him up yelling. Hmm. There was one shot t- of them sitting at the booth together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't never know. showed it during the show. I have no idea. Um, but uh, I don't know. if well, I'll put it this way. If they were, I had no idea. I did not know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, didn't, it didn't at all. I, the only thing I can point to is the one bit where uh, Jericho is yelling at Britt when she turns to the camera and starts dropping a promo mid-match. She's like, Tony, can you? And the thing, like, she looked to the camera and said, Tony, and then Jericho started yelling, Hey, watch out. And then he said, she can't hear me. You'd think if they were at their normal position, like maybe he meant over the, 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 the nightmare kids that were there. Oh, I but don't know. Yeah. Th- at that I, point, I just, I just, I just took that as a gag. Mm-hmm, like she's yeah. talking to camera and then he's like, well, it was, it was like, I could hear Tony. Uh, uh, I thought it was more about the, the gag was they couldn't communicate with her. Maybe, uh, I, maybe I misremember that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I just took that as a guy. I, I, I didn't posted. like you know yeah. it's possible sort of quibbling about nothing though. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. So let's kick this thing off. Uh. It started with a Jake Roberts pro Caesar. Hail Caesar. And uh, he's like, it was uh, really good. He's like, are you a man, Cody, or a mouse? I love that bit. He's like, I feel like Cody's taking the L tonight. <laughs> so you don't have to face Archer. Cody, are you a man or a mouse? It's yeah. time to squeak up. feel like you're taking the L. Uh, after that, we had, in fact, Lance Archer, Jake Roberts is his client, versus Alan Angels. Uh, Jericho kept on getting his name wrong, right? Oh, that's a classic Jericho thing, man. <laughs> Oh God, that was good. He called him. What did he call him? Alan Angles. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah. And a couple other things. Oh, man, this is good. Anyways, this wasn't really a match. Lance Archer just threw Alan Angel's uh, across the ring with like an overhead choke. That slamping. was crazy. Jericho marked out about that. Yeah, he did. He said, what was that? Um, and then uh, Archer hits his finish, the blackout for the win. Easy victory for Archer. When is that Colt Cabana match? The next week? Uh, I think it's next week. Yeah, next mm-hmm. week we're getting Mox and Hager and then that match, I believe. Okay, cool. That'll be good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had the aforementioned Britt Baker versus Ikaru Shida match. And uh, yeah, this is this is a killer match, dude. And it's like all the character work Britt was doing that was kind of more low key. She hits a famous search and, you know, Billy Gunn's sitting there ringside with his kid. Yeah. She just stares at him for a <laughs> beat before yeah. going over to get the pit to make the cover. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there we're, was we're, all we're that crazy. stuff. Her talking yeah. to the camera, all that stuff was great. It all adds up. And like before she started talking to the camera, she was sitting on the apron after she like stretched Sheeta a bit. It was just talking trash to her. Right. All these. And it's like Sheeta's great. Like in ring, she is great. Yeah, she's terrific. I just wish she gave she had more opportunity to show off more of her character, more of her personality. Yeah, dude, that, it 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 goes back. You know, we had this conversation on the Raw review. You know, in ring is great. You got to have something. You got to mm-hmm. have something to grab onto. And right now, I look at these two people. I'm like, if I didn't know what the rankings were, if I if this was my first episode of AEW, I would be shocked that she'd have won this match because I'm like, well, there's one person who is a terrific she's obviously a terrific wrestler and that's great but the other person is being given all the chances to do character stuff mm-hmm. and i understand exactly who she is yeah so a lot of great back and forth this match there's tons of fun let's go to the the the, the rubber glove bit that you mentioned so they're at this point 
Brit, Brit's busted open. She's bleeding out her nose. Yeah. They're in the ring. They're trading forearms. Oh, this is when she gets busted open, actually. Uh, Sheeta hits the Insigiri. Brit responds with uh, a super kick, and she kind of lowers her head. She raises up his blood pouring out her nose. Yeah. Great image. Yeah. Uh, we get some more back and forth. Uh, Sheeta hits a falcon arrow that gets a two. Uh, Britt reverses into a roll-up, gets a two, and then she goes right into a, a lockjaw. She, she has the Rings of Saturn aspect of it put on. She wants to get the Mandible Claw on, so she asks the ref for a glove. And so she's there trying to put it on, and that gives Sheeta an opportunity to roll her up. Uh, Britt kicks out. Sheeta follows with the Shining Wizard. There's some more back and forth. Uh, but ultimately, uh, uh, they're jockeying from position up at the top rope. Uh, Sheeta drops Britt across the top turnbuckle, follows with the Shining Wizard, to get the win. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to her awesome promo a little bit later. But uh, after that, we had uh, Kenny Omega and his uh, best friend, uh, Michael Nakazawa, this backstage. This was really good stuff. This it's Dude, it, it never ceases to make me laugh that Kenny Omega could probably be in contention or maybe even top WWE champion right now, but he would rather be booking comedy matches in AEW. Yep. That is amazing that's so funny so they're in the trailer right yeah and uh and he's talking to nakazawa and he's like man you know we we had a really good I, and i also love by the way that the tag team champion one of the tag team champions is now setting up another tag team for himself and he wants to name it and he wants to do, he they don't even have a name for the one with him and hangman page i mean i guess they're the elite whatever they don't yeah, call him that though no, <laughs> they don't call him that. Um, so he's like, yeah, you know, we made a really good team in DDT, uh, but we need a name. And uh, Nakazawa says, well, you know, Kenny, you and I, you know, we're the we're best. We're the best friends. That's what we should be called. Best friends. And he's like, okay. well, go ahead. But we already have a team named best friends and they're well established. <laughs> Yeah, but he's uh, laying out the bona fides why they should be, you know, hold on to that name. Right. They're a really popular act here in AEW. They're, you know, they're, he's like, yeah, but uh, you're an EVP and we're best friends. So you should make it happen. Tell, he said, you should change it. You should change it. That's and then out right, of uh, the, the bathroom, the trailer walks Orange Cassidy. Right. And Kenny realized, like, oh gosh, he might have heard all that. And so he lets Chuck and Trent in and they come in and he's like, we heard it all. You <laughs> we should heard be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you and think Chuck you're better says, friends than us? You think you're the best friends? Fine. We'll have a match, and the best friends is on the line. The name of best friends will be on the line. We'll find out who the best friends are. God, it was so good. And then and they, Kenny uh, says, I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh, was so good. <laughs> it was so good. This dude would rather be. And who could blame him, man, palling around with his friends? Well, also, too, he's taken you know, quite a beating in his career. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the, the, the the way he wrestles, the physical style he employs, uh, I, I get the sense that maybe he's starting to feel uh, a little beat up. He's getting too old for this shit, man. Yeah, that's why I think that comes from. So, like you said before, Sleepy Excalibur after that went through the AEW power rankings, <laughs> rolled out of bed. I, I almost thought it was a situation where we had that mic where Kevin Nash was obviously doing Goldberg's voice. It was Excalibur with the power rankings. I'm like, <laughs> the first couple words didn't sound anything like Excalibur. <laughs> right. Yeah, it didn't sound like I actually, just got from a nap. Until you said that it was Excalibur, uh, I, I didn't know that it was him. I didn't mm-hmm. really pay attention. I was like, okay, power rankings, who cares? It was like Excalibur ASMR. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> right. After that, we had the first of two Mox Hager video packages. My favorite part of these was uh, Hager and his wife talking about how, yeah, you know, we have a saying in this family. If you don't win, don't come home. 
And I'm like, that's the most Ricky Bobby thing I've ever heard. I know. You know, he's know. like, my dad always said, if you're in first, you're in last. And then later on, you see Gary Cole as his dad. And he says, that's ridiculous, Bobby. There's second place, third place, fourth place. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> That'd be funny if, if his wife said that and he went to uh, cut to Hager and he's like, not saying that at all. Yeah, I know. I know. Exactly. I know. See, okay, so I think that's what this, and I understand the point. I understand that they're trying to build this to like be a fight fight, right? Yeah, yeah. But every time they've done one of these packages, like when they did this kind of thing for uh, the Young Bucks versus uh, uh, Omega and, and Hangman, mm-hmm. they had the tension. They also had a little bit of comedy in it. They yeah. had a little bit of the levity, and I kind of feel like that's what these were missing. Like you need it, and I, I, I don't need it to be. I know they're trying to build a fight, but man – it's okay to have a little bit of levity. Like throw Sammy Guevara in there for a second, and he'll say something funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, like the previous one, the the one they did prior to this. They had, uh, you know, I think all the members of the inner circle. Yeah, 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 Santana yeah, totally. Ortiz, yeah, Sam was in it. Jericho, was Jericho in was in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, because I know Mox can be funny. Uh, I don't know about Hager. This was completely and totally mirthless. Hey, I mean, Hager, he was, dude, he did the, uh, he's been in packages where he's been funny before, and largely it's just him being silent. Yeah, it's him not talking. But there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some body language comedy there. Yeah. Like he gets it. Uh, so early on, Mox says he and Hager are in the business putting smiles on people's faces. In fact, Hager clarifies further, calls himself a prize fighter. He says he just wants a title because that means money. Uh, he wants to provide for his family. He goes on several times about how much uh, his family has sacrificed so he can achieve his level of success. And that's when uh, Hager's wife enters, says, you come home a winner, you don't come home at all. Mm-hmm. And then Hager mentions that he was supposed to have a Bellator fight in May 9th, which hadn't been announced yet. Oh, um, okay. So he says he has been in fight camp for ah. weeks. Ah. Um and then uh, uh, his trainer says, yeah, once he wins the AEW title, then Bellator is next. And the kind of, especially this first one, uh, they were talking about how unprecedented it was that someone would simultaneously be uh, competing in MMA while also pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Dan Severn did that 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, nonetheless. Yeah, he did it like legitimately at like the top level. He wasn't being fed a bunch of punks like Hager. Has been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Mox mentions where uh, Hager no sold the paradigm shift. He called that a humbling moment, but it says it's no holds barred. It's empty arena. Changes the game for Hager. Uh, and Mox says uh, he'll defend the AEW title with his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, we had a TNT championship uh, slash Cody and Sean Spears video package. Cody talked about the Genesis briefly, the TNT title. Says it's something that the network wanted. Mm-hmm. And he asked, how rare is that the network will ask for a new belt to to, to be birthed into existence? I don't yeah. know the answer to that. Yeah. I don't, know. Both, I, don't uh, I don't recall there being a TNT title or a TBS title back in the day. Nor do I. But uh, the t- they had two packages of co- for Cody and Sean Spears. They're both really good. Yeah, they were good stuff. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, and then we had best friends versus best friends. Air quotes with best friends. <laughs> um, uh, early on, this is when Jericho made the uh, said. You know, he walked down the ring with a fork and a bunch of other stuff uh, in his in his in his gear, and he said, "You know, I'll pull out a fork and cut a bitch." I appreciate that Sean Great. Spears was ringside scouting Michael Nakazawa in like the partner. most in the most belligerent way possible. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You know, I'm I'm still I'm still on the search. Get, get rid of that body oil. Body oil. What are you going to do yeah. with that? Get rid of that body yeah. oil." 
you could tell right then that Sean Spears wasn't winning the main event. His <laughs> right, mind's exactly. preoccupied with something else. Because he had no juice going into the day, man. Nakazawa didn't pan I mean, out for him. He's got a huge match for the main event. He should be backstage watching tape on Cody, not trying to recruit a tag partner. There's all different kinds doing. of ways to lose your juice, man. Yeah. Uh, so early on, Nakazawa and Trent having to chop off. Nakazawa gets the baby oil, uh, puts it all over his chest. So Trent tries to chop him, and his <laughs> hand just slides right off. Yeah. So there is um, a weakness to the chop, and it's baby oil. I guess so. Later on, Nakazawa also takes the baby oil uh, while Trent is kind of crotched on the top rope, rubs the baby oil on the top rope, and slides Trent across it back and forth <laughs> in commentary. I think it was Tony that had to say that it was called the hentai slide. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, later on, uh, I don't know if like if 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 Kenny and Nakazawa are writing down the names of some of these moves or how much how many of these were uh, on the fly made up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, like later on, Chuck dropped toe holds Nakazawa into Kenny's front area, and then uh, uh, Jericho and Tony had a name for it right away. Like Tony says, "What's that one called again?" And Jericho had a name for it. So who knows? Yeah, I didn't know if that was Jericho improvising. Or if that was, or if he actually had the name written down, I don't yeah, know. I just like when Jericho popped when Nakazawa went for a double clothesline and he whiffed on both of them because yeah. like he comes off the ropes and he does like he tries to do the double the flying double clothesline thing mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Trent and Chuck and they're like too far away and his arms aren't long enough. Well, so, no, they just like they sidestep him too. Yeah, they just sidestep him. And he just lands on, and I don't, Jericho, I don't think saw that coming. And he just, he would not stop talking about it. Yeah. But then Nakazawa gets up and squirts oil in Trent and Chuck's eyes. <laughs> yeah. This brings Orange Cassidy in the ring. Nakazawa uh, tosses uh, uh, Trent and Chuck out. Um, oh, sorry. Sunglasses. Sorry. Cassidy, uh, Nakazawa takes his sunglasses off, tosses them out of the ring. Orange well, he, Cassidy he no, one. he squirts him in the face first. But he's not affected because he has the sunglasses on. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, dang it. So he takes and he throws them. Meanwhile, Orange Cassidy's putting on another pair of sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and then Cassidy takes out Kenny with a suicide dive. Uh, later on, Kenny goes on a run. Uh, Snapdragon on Trent. Charges Chuck. Chuck hits him with a knee. Uh, Trent follows the Shining Wizard. Uh, Chuck hits a pop-up powerbomb. Nakazawa's in to break up that pin. Uh, Omega and Nakazawa have the upper hand. They hit like a doomsday spear type thing on Trent. Chuck breaks that up. And that's when Nakazawa, Nakazawa pulls off his thong, <laughs> shoves it in Trent's face. Jericho endlessly loved that too, yeah. Uh, Kenny hits a V-trigger. They go for the cover. Chuck breaks that up. Um, and then there's a sequence where Kenny accidentally gets the thong in his face. Yeah. Trent then hits Nakazawa with the pile driver. Nakazawa kicks that out. Uh, Chuck then tosses Kenny into the barricade. Best friends hit strong zero for the win and to keep the name best friends. And then uh, afterwards, they all hug. Yeah, but earlier in the match, when Orange Cassidy was in the ring, uh, Nakazawa and Kenny try to do the group hug with mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy, but he moves out of the way just yeah. in time and they miss it. And they're both mad at him because they're like, we want to hug you too. Yeah. And so they get to do that at the very end. I thought, man, that was such a fun match. That That stuff is so... It's so clever, and it's it, you, I don't know, man. Comedy, comedy's not easy to do. I would imagine. I, I would probably the same in like you know movies and stuff. How comedy mm-hmm. sometimes can be more difficult than uh, than mm-hmm. drama. Uh, next we had another Brody Lee slash uh, uh, Mr. McMahon video package. So he rolls up at some place uh, in a, a Mercedes Benz SUV, walks up to a trio of creepers, mm-hmm. two dressed in the usual Under Armour stuff. Uh, the other one had a tie on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so he. 
goes and berates the two who aren't dressed up, says perception equals reality. And he says, what's the perception of you guys when they walk through the airport? Is it power? Is it wealth? Uh, he said he's there to, to make every life he touches extraordinary. Uh, next stop on the highway reads unlimited power and limited success. <laughs> and if you're not with it, you got to get off. Yeah. And that so tells he, it. Yeah. Go ahead. He tells the two bum creepers to get their act together. And then he looks at the guy in the tie and he says, here, I've got an opportunity for you. Come with me. Yeah. I like that, especially one of the bum creepers. I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but his like track jacket or his track suit or whatever it was, was a, was exceptionally wrinkled. Oh, it's yeah. like he took it out of the dryer and like put it under all the clothes yeah. just for this sequence because it was super wrinkly too. Yeah, it was, he was pretty like, great. Do you, do you, they're going to think that you're just like one of them. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was really good. It was stuff. good stuff. Really good stuff. Next, uh, the Britt Baker interview we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. uh, already, where she just turns, you know, everything around on the fact that she's a dentist. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, another Mox Hager video package, not as good as the first one. Actually covered up a lot, covered a lot of the same ground. Yeah, largely superfluous. But uh, you know, they're really hyping this match, and hopefully, it's good. It's empty mm-hmm. arena, no holes barred. Assuming they can go anywhere they want. Uh, hopefully, it's fun. Yeah, it should be a fun match. After that, we had a Matt Hardy promo from the Hardy compound. He's responding to Jericho, uh, who insulted the elite. And he says, let's take a look at the circle that is internal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Call Sammy a false god uh, about proud and powerful. He says he loves Puerto Rican food, and he says he wants to take a bite out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, Jericho, uh, Hager is a really intelligent, well-spoken person. You've turned him into Jakenstein. All you need is a little bolts on the neck. Yeah. yeah. Transformation. Uh, he calls for Vanguard One to bring him the Inner Circle shirt. Uh, Vanguard brings over a new Matt Hardy shirt. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy puts him over for that, but he still wanted the other shirt. Uh, Vanguard One says he didn't bring it because that shirt is fire. And 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 Hardy's like, what? And Vanguard One says, yeah, dumpster fire. And they cut to like a, a fire pit and it's on fire in there. Uh, Matt Hardy says the Inner Circle will be broken. He'll delete them. And then he challenges the Inner Circle to face him at the compound for the elite deletion. That should be fun, man. That should be that should be wild. That should be off the hook. I'm looking forward to that one. Yep. Um, yep. Maybe that's seems, I. Go ahead. Seems like the kind of thing they could just do, you know, during all this empty exactly. arena stuff. Exactly. Right? And maybe it's the thing where they 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 realize, okay, we're not going to be able to do blood and guts for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Let's give the viewing audience something special in the interim. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't. You know. I'm. I've been entertained with. They. They have found ways to still make AEW feel consequential throughout all this. I feel um, like there's pushing ahead with the stories they would have told regardless. Yeah. I think that I think that they or or if they've been calling, you know, if they've had to re refigure their game plan, they have done so uh, you know, in in in, in a pretty damn impressive way. Mm-hmm. After that we had Lee Johnson making his AEW Dynamite debut. Against Brody Lee, uh, and so you know what this is going to be. Uh, this was a little bit longer of a match than the Lance Archer one earlier. Not by much, though. Not by much. It was still a squash match. Uh, and yeah, Brody yeah. Lee beats him with the discus lariat, and then he seems to have like he was staring at Marco Stunt a lot. Yeah, he was staring at Marco Stunt. This was kind of interesting because he's looking at him, and after he looks at him for a cent, Marco just sort of like awkwardly waves at him. And Jericho's like, don't wave at him. Just like, look away, look down. And I, I wonder if that's like 
some direction that like Jericho sort of let out as kind of real because I'm not sure if you should be like awkwardly waving at somebody who's supposed to be like massively intimidating. But also, what a, this is like the, what the Dark Order does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe you know, they, they maybe, do the hand thing. Maybe Marco's in, man. Maybe Marco's in. Maybe that's why he did it. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, after that, we had the second of two Spears Cody video packages. And then we got our main event, Sean Spears versus Cody. This was a fun match, and it just had a really weird finish. They had some some cool bumps. The guardrail spot was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, All right, so, so talk about just talk about the finish then, because yeah, it was it was a good match. You know, like you said, there was one bit where they they had a guardrail set up on the outside, and there was a suplex into it. It was hmm. all good stuff. Cody ended up winning. He put uh, at a certain point, uh, uh, Sean Spears kicked out of like a double crossroads. Yeah, yeah, two crossroads. This was after. No, so let's go back a little bit. Uh, Spears set up a table ring. Oh, sorry, Cody set up a table ringside. Yeah, the table spot. D- yeah. uh, dumps Cody through that with a, a Death Valley driver out of the mm-hmm. ring through the table. Cody beats the 10 count. Uh, and Spears, rather than and Jericho, did a good job selling this. Jericho is yelling at Spears, get on him, get on him, get on him. Instead, Spears was just upset that, that he didn't get the count out when he was slamming his fists on the mat rather than attacking Cody. Eventually, he picks up Cody, talks some trash, slaps him. Cody slaps him back. Spears goes for DVD. Cody escapes that. Hits two crossroads. Spears kicks out. And then Cody locks in a figure four. Mm-hmm. And rather than doing a tap out, rather than doing a pass out win for Cody, you had Spears on the mat doing this. Yeah. Like jazz hands. <laughs> well, ooh, this hurts. Ooh, this no, hurts. No, I, I, get, I get the point. Yeah. But even in pain, if you, you have enough fortitude to do this, like this seems like not that far removed. You know what I mean? So I think one shoulder thing, up. so Jericho called this right. He says, I've never seen anybody get pinned by the figure four before. I, I, for one, I really, really appreciate that Cody, that everybody's dude, everybody's thing seems to be, we can't give them the heat of a crowd. Let's try to get inventive. Let's try to get interesting. Listen, I appreciate that. And maybe it was the cell of it where he had to spears doing this. Yeah. Like if you have some mobility in the upper body, just lift your shoulder up a little bit. Well, here's the thing though. If he's got too much pride to tap, and if he's not passing out due to pain, maybe his thing is I'll just sit here and see what happens. I kind of get that. And here's another thing too that didn't that kind of bugged me about it. It wasn't as if Cody was attacking the leg throughout the match. Oh yeah. Yeah, but now, he, now he, if, he, but but like if Cody had, had made a point of attacking the leg throughout the match. And that was an obvious weak spot for Spears. It might have made more sense in my mind to say he just slaps on a figure four and suddenly it was the most painful thing Sean Spears had ever well, experienced. He brought, he brought the knee pad down. He took the knee pad off. Look, I appreciate they tried something new. It just seemed weird to me. It was definitely weird. I'll give you it that. It was weird. But you know what, man? I'd rather something weird than just pin him on a double crossroads. I really like that they had Sean Spears kick no, out. No, I like that. that too. I like that too. So it was, yes, it, it was odd. But, um, uh, but I don't know. Our- I'll always take odd. Our Lopez Ortiz here in chat says Flair used to pin people all the time in the eighties with the figure four. But here's a, maybe there's another thing too, where like Sean was in it what twenty seconds, not even that twenty seconds before he got pinned. Like try to fight. Yeah, I know hey, they went there. They're already going over, but try to fight or something. Here's a really stupid question. Okay, did Dusty really used to employ the figure four? You're asking the wrong dude. Okay, Be- I didn't know because that might have been something really obvious. Um, because Jericho said, you know, his dad used to yeah. used to win championships all over the place with a figure four. And I'm like, is he making a crack 
like, you know, obviously mistaking one for the other, like jokingly saying something like that. I don't know. Um, so, and Shivani was like going along with it, maybe just Mm -hmm. to go along with it. But, uh, I don't know. I didn't know if that was a crack. Uh, or if I was missing something, or if Dusty actually used to use a figure four, but that yeah, seemed weird. I mean, I, I I, I'm do. obviously aware of Dusty's legacy and 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 whatnot, but I've only seen like a handful of his matches. Yeah, honest. right, right. That's, uh, that's, you know that period of wrestling, the late seventies. Like I really firsthand versed myself in a lot more. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Maybe somebody in chat will know. Speaking of which, let's answer some questions. We have a couple of highlighted. Yeah, Questions here. Uh, we also have a thread up on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a bunch of bonus content over there. Uh, today we uploaded, uh, what is today? Wednesday? What do we do today? Oh, it's like a, oh, we did quiz prep. Qu- yep, quiz quiz prep. prep for your, for the Quizlemania, which, hey, yeah. some of that might have worked. Got you third place. Uh, Owen says, uh, who is the next W? <laughs> this is the most popular question for AEW reviews. Who's the next WWE superstar you see moving to AEW? Say yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, the revival. Scary Brady. I already kind of wiped my memory of them and WWE out of my, out of my mind because that was a, a thing on Quizlemania today is who do the New Day beat for the tag titles? And I said, I don't know, Rude Ziggler? I think they were oh, only tag champs dude, on Raw. Those, and it was a revival. Once you start, when when they when he said the, the, the order of the SmackDown tag champions. Yeah, that was tough. I was like... The New Day have had those things how many times? The Usos have had them how many times? Man. Yeah. Uh, got a new sub here, Scary Brady. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Dang MQ, what should, AE do, what, what should AEW do once their taped shows run out in late May? Uh, uh, hopefully tape more shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, PNW PDX, thank you for the sub. Uh, Dang MQ, Bellator has canceled all events until June. And then uh, Jay Molina in here says Lashley was TNA champ while fighting in Bellator. So oh, unprecedented. Hey, he was legit too. Yeah, he was. Still is. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, going in raw co host Brian Luckman, B Money, as I call him. Do you have a fear that the broken Matt Hardy gimmick? may become stale to a large due to a large part of the audience oh to a large part of the audience or is matt smart enough to keep it fresh and new i i think that it'll be fine as long as he he seems like a very creative guy and mm-hmm. the reason he left WWE is because he still has a lot to offer in his mm-hmm. own mind mm-hmm. which i think means he's got a lot of ideas yeah um yeah so i'm gonna say that i think it'll be fine i don't think they're gonna do it on a like a weekly basis uh, Scott Hill Jr. over on the Patreon. Hey, friendos, do you guys think that TNA title will be overshadowed by the AEW World Championship, or do you think it could turn into a workhorse championship? Thanks, guys. I don't see it being overshadowed by anything. I, look, man, so far, so far, I have come to give AEW the benefit of the doubt with pretty much everything. Like, since the beginning of this year, dude, it's been four plus months. And they've been killing it. They really have been. January, February, March, April. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's been three plus months. Um, they've been doing a hell of a job. Yeah, so I, I give them the benefit of the doubt on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, James Fletcher, what year am I living in when the best wrestlers are Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho? Do I wake up in the 90s? Also, this is more of a statement than a question. Also, Jericho called the red bit and Matt's hair sassy a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Jericho's been operating a whole other level. Uh, just, you can just tell when wrestlers are free to be themselves and have fun. 
Yeah. Usually good things happen. Well, it's interesting, dude, to hear Jericho talk about, uh, I think this was in the podcast with Matt Hardy. It was either the one with Matt or Brody Lee. And he was talking about getting to, to New Japan, which was just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and and it being a revelation of freedom for him. Yeah. And he was like, man, I didn't know it could be like this. Yep. And it's like, you know, he probably wishes that he could. He's probably doing everything he can to extend his career even longer mm-hmm. so that uh, he can, you know, all these ideas that he might be coming up with now. It's, mm-hmm. hey, I can do what I want. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, these dudes are gonna, in AEW. They're going to be. They, they, I hope they don't take it for granted because it ain't like that everywhere. Yep. Uh, Sam Montgomery. Hey, friend. Does Larson perform admirably in Quizlemania today? Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun to watch. And how great was Jericho and commentary the whole night, especially during the best friends tag match? Comedy gold. Yeah, it was yeah pretty, that, that fork night uh, fork line did me in. Uh, Minnesota Joe. Do you think Chris Jericho is the best in commentary or the greatest? His comments were killing me the whole night. He's amazing. We got some new patrons also. Sam Schroeder, Tez, Jimmy, and Danny Rand. Thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, Philly Flexer with Britt Baker killing it with her heel run or heel turn. Do you think AEW has a problem building baby faces, uh, women baby faces, or just not the right one on the roster yet? I think that uh, they've done a decent job with uh, Statlander. And she did a good e- job with Riho too. And she doesn't even do all that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan, TNT Championship is an app name since the weekly show is called Dynamite. What other terms for explosions or bombs could AEW use for future belts? Oh, the hardcore ch- title, make it the C4 belt. Oh, that's, that's good. That's what Sean Spears calls his DVD, but still. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, I don't know. What are some other, you know, H bomb, A bomb, uh, Napalm? Napalm. Uh, oh, the blast radius. That sounds oh, more like a good. finishing move. Yeah, it does sound like a finishing move as opposed to a belt. Um, Glamorous Jar, are you guys going to review the Brawl for All, Dark Side of the Ring? I feel like every episode keeps getting better and better. That's the plan. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, probably. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to watch that thing. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're going to review it, yeah. Yes, Fear and Loathe and Seeing You Did Trivia Today, what game show would you volunteer Steve for? Um, it doesn't exist anymore, but there was a one called Press Your Luck back in the 80s. You recall Preston, your luck. I remember the name. I don't remember. What was the premise? Uh, it had like a thing. It wasn't a wheel per se, but the there were squares. Mm-hmm. You know, it had like a, a, a frame around the, the, the contestant, you know, four by three aspect ratio, like the TV screen. Sure. And so there'd be a thing that would go over these individual squares and there'd be whammies. You don't want to hit a whammy because whammy takes all your money. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Okay. And so it go this. around and go, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop. And when it stopped, you hope it was on money or a prize or something and not a whammy. Mm-hmm. And they had little animated things for when the whammies showed up that did stuff. So it'd be press your luck. What is this? There was a scandal of some sort in 1984. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Unemployed ice cream truck driver Michael Larson. Wow. Interesting. Another Larson. Uh, he won $110,000 in a seemingly random fashion. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he technically didn't break any rules. Uh, let's see here. What's He'd the spent. Okay. So, wow, here it is. The it, it'll forever be remembered in game show annals for Larson, who subsequently revealed the secret to his astonishing victory He'd spent the previous year studying Press Your Luck episodes on his VCR, memorizing the game board's five cash-winning patterns. 
That just sounds like he was doing his due diligence. Yeah, that sounds like he was just yeah. They let him keep the money. I would freaking hope yeah, if, so. If he's not breaking into. If he's just doing his his prep work and not and not cheating, then there's there's nothing. There's no wrongdoing there. Heck yeah, man. Uh, Marcus Steele. Who do you think will win the TNT tournament? Also, who do you think should win? Not weird that, that dude had your name. I mean, it's not a. It's not like an uncommon last name. Yeah, but still, like you bring up that name, then I look it up. The first thing I see is the yes, dude with it's, your name. It's serendipitous, man. There's no correlation there. There's no. There's I'm not saying it's like you know divine intervention. I'm just saying it's weird. Uh, who do you think is gonna win the TNT title, and who should win? Oh, Lance Archer's gonna win, and he should win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's the, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna be he's gonna murder Cody. He's gonna. I think he's gonna completely annihilate. It's Shit. gonna be embarrassing. Cody. Here's the thing about Cody. He keeps on talking about how good his record is. He keeps I on know. talking about that. I know. He's gonna I know get his ass whooped. Yep. Uh, diehard Homer Jake Hager as the Ricky Bobby of AEW is a genius idea. It goes to his uh, wife, Shake and Bake. <laughs> shake, Shake and Bake, man. Uh, dang MQ <laughs> El Diablo <laughs> and the Magic Man. <laughs> There's a new version of Press Your Luck on ABC last year, hosted by Elizabeth Banks. Not sure if it's coming back. No, that's the Enterprise from the '80s. I wanted to stay in the '80s. It was a fun show in the '80s. Man, have you ever have you ever watched the Buzzer Channel? No. B u z z r. So this is because you know you don't have you don't have a over the air TV, and it's one of those deep cut over the air TV channels. And all it's right. all game shows from the 70s and 80s. Oh, is Match Game on there? Probably. Match I haven't watched in a while. Match Game is so much fun. Oh, man, I love that on stuff. A, used to show reruns of that on the, on the Game Show Network. Uh, going in raw co-host Brian Luckman, sorry, B-Money, says, when did you coin me with the nickname B-Money? You, you were did. here. Just happened. Uh, mean Green 49, using any pro wrestlers from any promotion, come up with the two to three person commentary dream team you guys would want. Uh, to do to do commentary for what? We're just doing a dream team commentary. Commentary dream team. Jr. Heyman and Heenan. All right. I'll see if I can help with something. I don't use any of those any of those individuals. Okay. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. Because he was really good. Uh, Taz, oh, and Kevin Kelly, oh, oh, you know what I should have gone with? My B team would be Kevin Kelly, uh, Steve Carino, and you know what I would do? I'd bring in both of Kevin Kelly's recent New Japan partners. I'd have Steve Carino and uh, Don, Don Callis. Uh, the Captain Sin. If you could book three WWE versus AEW matches, who would you pick? Cody versus Triple H. Okay. Kenny versus AJ. Yeah. And then what's the last one? It's my phone. Um, uh, oh, there's a good one. So I'd get Darby Allen, but I'd have him face uh, Rey Mysterio. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Oh, Ryan Luckman says uh, Young Bucks versus New Day. Yeah, it's a good one, too. We already saw that, though, great. in video game form. Yeah, but not even, in ring. Even though only two of the participants really cared about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was funny. 
Yeah, that was funny. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's call it a day, dude. All right. Very well. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow, probably around noon Pacific 3 Eastern, for our NXT review. Or maybe we'll do it like 11. 11? Noon? What makes sense for you? Uh, we can aim for 11. We'll aim for 11. Maybe like 11.30. Depends 11 how, how, how quick I can start watching it. Okay, cool. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.